adventure. A word ringing with promise, with excitement, with newness. I'm Mikkel, the host to the Mama Adventure podcast, a resource for new moms who want to embrace themselves and their motherhood with intention and joy. Welcome to this space of sisterhood. Welcome to the Mama Adventure. Oh, this episode has a special place in my heart, and it is um, a topic that can be really hard to talk about, and I wanted to give you a little heads up before we jump in. I'm talking today with Kira Butcher, an amazing, amazing artist who I found on, um, on Instagram, I don't know, a while back, who has just really inspired me with her story of of experiencing miscarriage as a mother and SIDS as a sister. And before we talk to her, I want to give you a heads up so that if this is a triggering topic for you, you know ahead of time and you can choose whether or not you want to listen or skip this episode. That's totally fine. Um, Kira is, oh, I I just love what a, a gentle and loving spirit she has and just a very kind personality. We had a very uplifting and lovely conversation and I'm really excited for you to meet her. Just wanted to give you this little caveat so you know going into it what to expect and yeah, let's let's go meet her. Kira, we're so excited to have you here on the podcast today. Um, I have been very excited to talk to you because of, I just, first of all, I love following your work and your art on Instagram. And I love seeing how you've turned something that has been so such a, a sad and hard event into a really beautiful and healing experience, it seems for you. And also something that really seems to bless and help other people too. I've just been so touched by that. I've, I've loved it. But I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. I would love for our listeners to get to know you a little bit better and to get to know your family and a little bit more about your story. Could you tell us a little bit more about who you are? Yeah. And uh, first of all, thank you so much. Um, thank you for following along um, on my art page. And of course, to talk to people from um, there. And anyway, so it always makes me so excited when people are like, um, I love your art. That's the best. That's the best thing. Um, so yeah, my husband and I and our three daughters, we have a six-year-old, a four-year-old and an 18-month-old. Um, we live in Arizona and we, um, we've been married eight years in June. And um, awesome. we miscarried five times. So we have the our uh, five angel babies as well. Yeah. Wow. Do you mind if I ask where, where do those babies fall in your, in your family? Like, yeah. are they between kids or oldest or? Yeah. So I have three before, um, our oldest daughter and then mm-hmm. one in between, um, her and our middle daughter. And then one in between my middle daughter and my youngest daughter. Mm. Yeah. That is, that is so hard. It's, it's not something that I've, gone through as a mother, but it's something that I experienced as a sister. Um, I had my, my sister right above me. She, she passed away and, um, she was a, a stillborn and I, I just, I really admire those who such as you, like, I, I feel like you just have to have like this inner strength because I can't imagine going through what you've gone through. And I just, oh, 
my heart is like so warm for you and I wish I could reach through this mic and just give you a hug. No, <laughs> I, I can't imagine. Wow. I think stillborn, like that's the one thing, um, like every time I illustrate a stillborn, a family with a stillborn, I just, I have to spend a minute crying because I just feel yeah. so much for that family and I just want to hug them um I had a brother die of SIDS and they say the grief process of SIDS and stillborns is very similar and Mm -hmm. so I feel like I've kind of tasted that a little bit but obviously as a sister and not a parent I'm so sorry for your loss that's okay like like you said like now they're they're your angel baby you know she's my my angel sister yes um one of the um one of the reasons I, I was excited to, to chat with you today is I, I feel like as like a person, I, having not experienced it as a mother, I sometimes don't know how to help like friends and families who, I guess family's a little different, like because of my sister, but like friends and things who have experienced loss and I feel so much love for them but I would love if maybe if you're willing to share like what helped you as you were going through those experiences either things people did or said or didn't do or say that helped you feel supported while you were experiencing loss totally um I think that's something a lot of people struggle with is that they I think the kind of assumption is that people think you don't want to talk about it and they don't want to bring it up because they think oh that's you know that hurts she doesn't want to talk about it but actually most people that I talk to and including myself we want to talk about it and talk through it and talk our feelings especially as women I think talking is so therapeutic for us and um, I think giving your friends and your family an opportunity to talk about it and even if it's just letting them know like hey if you want to talk like I'm here to listen and I really I really care what you have to say just leaving that door open I think means so much because I think the hardest part is that everyone goes on business as usual and your whole world has been ripped apart and you're different now and you're trying to rebuild this new person like who are you with this little you know piece of grief with you all the time and you're trying to rebuild yourself and it seems like no one else notices that's the hard part you know you kind of feel invisible so I think just showing up for that person and just letting them talk about it letting them know you see them um I think that is just the most powerful thing you can do yeah I something that occurred to me as you were speaking does like when people are willing to talk with you about like the children that you've lost and the loss you've experienced, does it make it, does it make them like feel like more real in a sense? Like, um, like, I, I don't know how to describe that. Like make them feel more like present. You know what I mean? To talk right. about them or is it like just therapeutic? For me, um, I think it just, I don't think it necessarily makes them feel real for me personally, just because, okay. um, cause I don't know. For me, like we never named them and I lost them so early that I don't don't know. I just never um, kind of experienced that necessarily. But I know when you have a stillborn or like SIDS or or later on loss, like I know that moms I've talked to do feel like that makes them more present in their lives to say their name and say their um, – like what do you think they're doing in heaven and stuff like that. I know some moms just really – 
really like talking about that. And I think that is so cool. Um, I wish I could go to that place with them, but, um, I think for me, I just don't have that closure of knowing the genders of my babies. And that's kind of what, Oh, that makes it hard. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. Okay. So maybe it depends on the mom a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think just letting them talk about it and, um, giving them, space you know letting them know that that's okay to do with you I think that's so awesome okay would you recommend like waiting a beat after like if for friends and family who have experienced a miscarriage for example or like did you want space after it had happened before you were ready to talk or were did you feel like you were ready to talk right away For me, I think I specifically remember my last miscarriage right before my youngest daughter. Um, I only told like a close few people about the miscarriage and um, they were like my most trusted people in my life. And I remember, you know, just telling them I was going through this and they they kind of took that as like, oh, I'm going to give her space you know, and then I'll, and I'll be there for her when she's ready. And I remember just, I was sobbing to my husband and just being like, no one showed up for me. They Mm. knew how much I was hurting and no one showed up for me. And so I don't think that there's any, there needs to be a wait period at all. I think even if, you know, they aren't ready to talk, like showing up with like a soda or a cookie or just like anything, just be like, I, I'm here for you. And I don't think that there should be any, you know, waiting period in, you know, how, how soon, um, you can be there for them. Mm, Okay. I love that. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that and run with that because I, I, I love what you just shared. Um, and I know that this, this could be difficult to, I just want to kind of take a moment and pause here and say, cause for those who are listening to this today, who have experienced miscarriage or, or, um, infant loss in whatever capacity that is. I just, I, I wanted to have Kira on here today because I can't say that I see you personally because I haven't experienced that, but I do feel so much love for you. And Kira, I'm sure that you you feel for and, and love these moms too, because I mean, that's what you create with your art is this very compassionate and empathetic gift for other families who've experienced loss. So I guess I, I wanted to take a second to share that, that if this is a triggering topic, for uh, moms who are listening and aren't ready, like it's okay. You can skip this episode. Or if it's a healing topic that you'd love to listen, we, I just, I know this is such like a sacred and personal and can be a hard topic if it's something that um, people are still struggling with. So I just wanted to put that in here and just say how much I love you. And I just want to, like I said earlier, I want to reach through this microphone and just hug all of you because I just think it's such a hard thing to go through. Um, I feel the same way every day. I'm just like, I just want to give all of these moms the biggest hug and just like be their best friend because totally just love them so much. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe I would love to, could you tell everyone here about your art? I've mentioned it a little bit, but if they don't know who you are, which definitely everyone, you should go follow her, check her stuff out. It's, it's, Oh, I love it. I love whenever you come out with another one because they're just so touching and beautiful. They they have a very sacred feeling to me. Um, oh, you're welcome. <laughs> Could you tell everyone what is like, what do you do with your art? And what, like, how did you find that? How did you stumble into that? Totally. Um, 
I think so my dad is an artist and I think I've always kind of had that in me you know as a teenager always like all whenever I take notes like all of the you know papers covered in doodles and stuff so I think that was always kind of an outlet for me um but then recently um last year one of my closest friends um had a miscarriage and it going through that with her really brought up everything that I had gone through that I think I kind of just pushed down and kind of covered up with my day-to-day busy life and I find found myself you know in this kind of grief sitting in this grief with her and I realized I really hadn't dealt with those kind of stagnant feelings and the trauma of everything and um so I sat down to write. Um, it's so, you know, it's a like scientific fact. My therapist says like you can process, you know, trauma 60% better if you write it down. So I sat oh. down to actually write, but I ended up drawing and I just, I couldn't like put into words what I was feeling. So it kind of came out as art and um, I just kept going with it and it was so freeing and it gave me that closure that I really needed and just kind of seeing you know um my babies with Christ and seeing like that full family picture and when I first started I just I couldn't stop I ended up drawing a ton of portraits of my family and I drew my my brother in today is actually the day he died 21 years ago and oh, so, you're kidding. Wow. Yeah, so it's his um, death anniversary. Is that a word? I don't know. Um, and his so, anniversary. Yeah. His, yeah. <laughs> and so um, I drew a ton of portraits from my parents with my brother in it. And um, they just, it brought my um, dad to tears and it was so moving for them. And I just wanted to do that for more people. And um, because I experienced this healing aspect from it. And so I just started kind of opening it up for other people and it's kind of grown through there and it just honestly it brings me so much joy being able to give other moms a little piece of what I got through just kind of drawing my feelings and like I think we all need that little bit of closure and comfort that comes with knowing you know that Christ is um is you know with us and through all of our trials yeah for sure um I'm I'm an artist in other ways. And so I've never experienced what you just described. And I just find it so beautiful that you said, like you sat down to write and like, like a drawing came out, you know, like pictures came out. I've just, as someone who's never experienced that, that is such a, an amazing and beautiful experience. Wow. And you said that that was like a year ago. It's about a bit, been about a year that you've been, um, you've been doing your your faceless art yeah so yeah about a year I think it's I think it was like July last year that I really started that I actually like put up the Instagram and started you know opening up for other people um was about that time cool awesome um I love that I art is is therapy that is Mm. totally and that was like a one-time thing too that I sat down and it all like I don't know I guess that just was like what needed to happen that one time (laughs) like I don't like I don't know if it'll ever happen again where I just sit down and it but yeah that time that's what I don't know that's where my heart was going 
What would you like suggest to other moms who have experienced miscarriage and, and, and other forms of loss as well? Like who maybe like are struggling to find peace or struggling to know how to feel like that, that release, like a, and, and of course, like you have bigger things like going to see therapists and things like that and sharing with friends, family, like, are there any other things that you would like recommend that you feel helped you to, to like, to find peace again that other, you would recommend other moms do as well? Um, yeah, you know, I think the biggest thing that I hear, I talk to a lot of, um, you know, through what I do, I talk to a lot of moms um, and a lot of them um, I talk to through their first loss and they try, they say the same phrase over and over again is like, I'm just trying to get back to who I was, get back to normal. And I think uh, we need to kind of take that um, idea that we need to go back to things that, um, the way they were before out because I think trauma and loss it changes us and I think just kind of embracing that change and kind of changing the mindset of I'm trying to go back before this happened because you know unfortunately we don't have a time machine so um but and, and change that narrative to I'm trying to figure out who I am now and that kind of gives you that space to um embrace that change and give that um give room in your heart to grief and healing and love and it's a process you know it's just time um time's really the best healer and that's the worst answer no one wants to hear that and I know I don't want to be told oh in time you'll feel better even if it's true no one wants to be told that but I think just changing that mindset gives you that space to heal and let other um other elements you know um, kind of shape who you are going forward. Mm, yes, I I love that you brought up that concept of we can't go back, but we can we can move forward. You know, we can actually all we I can do that. is move forward. Yeah, right. I feel like that has been coming up a lot for me as a mother, not in terms of like traumatic situations, but in terms of so many things about being a mother, I feel like involve that same idea. Like, will we, I know we say like bounce back to your old body, but I, I don't like that phrase because you don't have your old body. Your body is right. different. You know, you need to Very go forward true. to a new body and a new life and a new mind. And so I love that what you're saying goes right in line with that. You kind of got to meet a new you, you know, and exactly. a new you who's gone through something really hard. Right. So, mm -hmm. so what would you say like looking back on who you were as a mom, um, like a, well, hold on. How old is your oldest now? You said eight. She's six. Six. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Uh -huh. Mom brain. No, you're good. <laughs> your, oldest is, your oldest is six. So uh -huh. back to um, your first pregnancy to now, how do you feel like you've changed as a mom? Oh gosh. Um, well, I definitely was the perfect parent before I had a child. Oh, um, everyone's <laughs> a perfect parent. I was too. I knew everything about everything. Right? Yes. So you have a baby and your baby breaks the rules. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I had a lot of preconceived notions about what kind of mother I was going to be when I had her. And um, yeah, I think I broke every single thing I said I would never do. Um, but I think um, my journey as a mom has really... Uh, taught me patience and um, kind of also love in a different way. Like as a 
new mom when I had my first daughter, I thought that to be a good mom, I had to give every single piece of myself to my daughter. And so I spent every moment thinking about her, taking care of her, giving her all the attention. Like I wouldn't clean the house or do whatever. Like I would just give her all the attention. And then when she'd go to sleep, then I'd try to like do everything else because I just thought like I have to be, you know, give her a hundred percent of me. And I, that made me so unhappy. I just, I felt like I lost myself. And so um, now as, you know, she's six now and I've had two other kids since then, I realized that there's a balance in all things. So my kids get a piece of me, my, you know, my share, like with the chores and my husband and my work and, and that makes me happy. So I think that I kind of learned balance um, throughout time that, giving my um, self permission to have my own outlets is doesn't make me a bad mom. That's my biggest, um, the biggest thing I've learned. I am so glad that you said that because, oh yes, (laughs) I, this podcast, like we talk a lot about like, we talk some about child development and other topics about being a mom. But one of the big things that, I feel is important to bring up and that I I do bring up really frequently is taking care of yourself postpartum, like mentally, physically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause like if you're the biggest gift you can give to your child, you need to make sure that the gift you're giving them is, is as whole and complete and strong as it can be, which means taking care of yourself apart from your child as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's so hard. It's, it sounds easy, but it's hard, but so important. Yeah, because it's kind of sometimes it's counterintuitive, you know, because if your baby's crying, you're like, oh, I need that. Like, I need to help them right now. And like if they it's it's hard to not want to just be there like constantly, but giving yourself a break and it it's so um, so necessary. Important. <laughs> so important. My youngest daughter had severe colic. So she cried oh. for eight months straight. Never stopped oh. crying. She was awake. She was, and it wasn't like the cute, you know, cry. It was screaming bloody murder. And there was nothing we could do for her. And so I remember, like, when your baby's screaming, like you said, like, you're like, oh, I need to, like, be comforting her. But when your baby's not able to be comforted, like, it's so hard to give yourself that moment to be like, okay, I'm going to take a me moment, but doing it makes all the difference. Yeah, for sure. Oh, wow. Poor little darling. (laughs) That's a long time to have a lot of colic. She definitely (laughs) challenges me. Oh, wow. Um, Well, thank you so much again, Kira, for coming on the show today. And before we end, I wanted to ask for... For moms who are listening who have experienced loss, what message, I guess, of hope would you want to leave them with about, I I guess, healing as they go into their future with their families? Totally. I think the biggest thing I can say is um, to keep loving yourself. You're not a failure. You didn't do anything wrong to cause um, your loss and you are still worthy of love and you're still worthy of calling yourself a mother and moving forward, it's okay to have grief and it's okay to be angry and sad and feel all those feelings and those feelings are valid and it's also okay to be hopeful of the future and to 
know that there's light ahead for you and that rainbows do come and um, just really not to give up. Like you are so not alone. Um, there's so much love for you out there. And um, I just know that if you keep pushing on that you're going to be so happy you did. Mm. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Um, everyone listening today, would you just like wrap your arms around yourself and give yourself a little hug? You're doing so good. You're doing, like she said, like we just need to give yourself all of the love because it is so hard to be a mom. Don't put any extra weight on yourself at all. Let that weight go. And, um, um, I know Kira that you believe in God. I do too. And I'm really open about it on this podcast. Give that grief, give that, pain and that weight give that all up to him because like you don't need to carry that anymore and you're you're doing so much better than you realize you are so true actually have a sign in my house that says um you are doing better than you think you are and I have to look at it every day I love that yeah I love that I also think of those words often (laughs) yes amazing we have to let ourselves like I think sometimes we feel like we can't say like, oh, I'm a good mom because we just think of the ways that we're falling short. We have to be able to, I think it's it's important to be able to look ourselves in the mirror and say, I'm a good mom. I'm an awesome mom. Even if I make mistakes or don't always respond in the most patient way or whatever it is, like I'm a good mom. To be able to tell yourself that I feel like is very freeing. Totally. There's so much power in affirmations yeah. and there's so much power with sentences that come after, like, after the words, I am. So, oh yeah. I am a good mom. I am strong, you know, so much power behind those words. Yes, I love that. All right, everyone. We got cut off right at the end of our conversation. So you don't get to hear Kira send off. But isn't she just a lovely, lovely human being? Oh, I'm so glad that she came on today and that you got to meet her. What you didn't get to hear is where you can find her on Instagram. So Without any further ado, I wanted to give that to you so you have that as a resource. To find her, go see her art page at Kira underscore B underscore art. I'm also going to put it in the show notes so you can find it. Go check out her work. It is so beautiful, so touching. And yeah, give her a shout out. everyone thanks for being here and tune in next week for another episode of the mama adventure